um, <laughs> I'm sitting in the bathroom in the dark with a candle on and it's not to create a relaxing ambience. It's because literally the roof and the place that I'm, that I'm staying is being replaced and it's <laughs> the, the apartment's in the loft. So basically I just have no roof and the bathroom is the only place in all of this where I can get any kind of a relatively good sound and peace. How are you? This episode is called Life Never Gave Us Lemons. Um, and I'm going to go into that in a little while. I'm going to talk to begin with about all the lemons I have felt in the past I've been given. Um, and when I was thinking about this episode, really, I thought the beginning of the lemon giving for me um, probably was, you know, my mother was a single mother. Um, and I only actually not that long ago discovered that um, my father, although he was sort of in and out, you know, my life uh, for the first years, um, actually left my mother when she was pregnant with me. I didn't realise that. Um, and, you know, um, I don't think really saw me until I was, you know, well into the toddler um, bracket of being a human. And then just sort of exited stage left, you know, when I was a young kid and never really had anything to do with us again. So, you know, I think for a while I thought that was, oh my God, the lemons I have been given, what is going on with this? You know, everyone around me doesn't have that same kind of, you know, upbringing, etc., etc. Um, So those were some really great lemons. Um, and then, you know, I went on to sort of a uh, sort of teenage angst era, you know, as was my will. Um, and I was really good at it. I had the black leather coat, you know, I had a Lannis on. I was angry, garbage, you know, the band, not just a statement on life. Um, you know, all of that, I really went down that road, smoking, joysticks, the lot, it was good. Fabric hanging off your ceiling, rolling your eyes every time your mum came near you. Um, fast forward to university, you know, uni was, you know, really fucking great actually I, I i i actually really really got a lot of university i was very lucky i was lucky that i was even there to begin with because given the demographic uh that i that that, that i formed a part of you know council house single child uh, single mother um white middle to upper ability male the likelihood of me ever making it to uni to begin with was very very minimal actually when you look at the stats behind this type of a thing and I was really lucky actually because I had family that supported me um to get through university because I don't think I could have done it either um I couldn't have done it on my own so you know that would that was my auntie and uncle that 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 that, that really sort of supported that so um but then, of course, fast forward to the end of the degree, and I was fully expecting a first. And did I get a first? No, I got a 2-1. Well, that was, the whole degree was a waste. Um, you know, I was ashamed to put it on CVs. I didn't know where I'd gone wrong. Um, all kinds of things. And for years and years, I really held on to those lemons. I mean, those were lemons I dragged around, but I didn't tell anyone that they're like the most sour lemons, aren't they? The lemons where you just don't tell anyone about it. You just silently beat yourself up constantly. 
So that stayed with me for quite a long time, went into my bag of lemons. Um, I think, you know, also my mother, she was, um, she was, uh, you know, a, a wonderful person who, who was loved by a lot, but she was a complicated character and she wasn't a mentally, you know, very, very stable person. And she was very dependent on me and I did need to be there for her quite a lot. Um, and, you know, that was like a lemon factory, really. Lemons were just popping up left, right and centre over that. You know, I find a lot, especially in my mid-twenties, I find myself quite regularly thinking, why should I, you know, why have I got to? Um, and then, of course, as people who've listened to series one will know, I then became a teacher when I was about 24. I was in teaching for about 10 years. It was going to be my career. It was going to be my, you know, retirement. It was going to be, you know, I'd done a course to become a head teacher. I'd been accepted into a role with the National Leader of Education. I was going to go ahead with that. It was going to become fantastic. Um, and then at the very last second, you know, I just decided, hang on a minute. Have you ever really thought about this? Did you just fall into this? Did you, in your determination to make something of yourself, just blindly walk into this? Um, and when I thought about it really deeply, I realised I had, I had just become a... Um, I had just been sleepwalking through through a decade of my life. I'd been sleepwalking and, you know, the mortgage was coming in, the electricity bills, the credit card bills, the holidays, the TK Maxx, so bad for TK Maxx, the TK Maxx. And then, of course, the bastards opened HomeSense. You know, the, I found ways to get rid of that money every month and every month I needed more money. Um, the, you know, and then trading up houses. You just, you know what it's like. You go into the loop, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just, you know, I had a point one day, uh, the worst point that you could possibly be have. I had a point, <laughs> a point one day just after signing for a house that was very expensive. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands with, with my partner. Um, that needed a lot of renovation doing to it. <clears throat> and I just thought, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And I phoned the person up who had offered me this uh, very, very um, important, if you want to call it that, job and said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I won't be doing that. Um, and, you know, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I had no idea where I was going. These felt like some huge lemons and lemons that I now was becoming to becoming to the realisation I was creating. You know, there were no lemons there, theoretically, because I had the job, I had the new house, I had the partner, we had the bloody cars, we had the whole, we had it all, and I ripped it up. I did that, and I didn't know why, but I knew that there was no other option. <clears throat> now, what caused that? I don't know. Um, but I left teaching and I really felt like I'd actually created my own big basket of lemons there. And God knows how my partner must have felt because he was really, we were both relying on, on my wages coming in to renovate what I can only describe as a total utter shithole of a house at the time. Um, 
But I went out of it and I thought, right, do you know what? If there is one thing that being raised as, you know, an only child to a mother who's delicate at times, with an absent father who pays no maintenance and your mum's on benefits and you don't know if, you know, you're going to make it every month, you know, electricity cards on top of the meter, five pound a month it was that you had and you had to just you know if you wanted to use a washing machine you need to check the meter that's where we were at um that teaches you certain skills that kick in when you are really really in danger and you know in my case i've you know i i i thought i will i will i will I will make this work. And I went down to the charity shops and I, I picked up anything that I thought that I could add value to. And in this case, I, it was bits of furniture. And I got on YouTube and I spoke to people and I bought books and I worked out how do you renovate furniture. And then I worked out how do you, you know, use eBay to sell this furniture. And then I worked out who's buying this furniture. And from there I worked out how do I expand this? Um, now, that experience, summed up in like a minute there, obviously was absolutely horrific, highly stressful, constant, you know, stress with my partner and mega stress for myself. Um, but it felt at the time like I had no other option. And it felt at the time... Like, why is this all happening to me? And why am I doing this to myself? And what does this mean? And no one around me understood why I was doing it either. But it was the beginning of a realisation for me. And a, rea a realisation that, that deepened really as time went on. And my, and my business moved slightly away from being into um, retro homeware and furnishings it was doing well but it developed because my customers started to need interior design and they started to see what I was doing to my own property at the time what well, place that was a shithole um, and they started asking could I do interior design for them which I had never you know really factored in in any real way into my life I knew that when I was at high school that is what I had wanted to do I'd wanted to be an interior designer and my sixth year so that would be like year 12 in England art teacher begged me I, I applied for art college and I got in for it and my, my art teacher begged me and said don't do it because if you're going to become one you just will so I don't know if that was maybe in the back of my mind throughout all of that but anyway he was right, and I don't remember his name, I wish I did. Um, he was right, and I, by default, organically started to pick up interior design roles, um, which felt, you know, like a dream really to begin with, and then developed into a really large commercial inter uh, interior design project. I had done commercial, I had done interior design, I'd done large scale, but this was large scale in a way that I had never done before. It was a company headquarters and they um, entrusted me at the very last minute with this huge project, which I banged on with, you know, to me that was fine. I thought, fine, it's just, it is what it is, that's great. And we commissioned really early on in the project, we commissioned this company to make all of the desks 
bespoke make all of the desks for this uh for this for this headquarters and the headquarters paid the company for the desks directly a down payment i don't it was i don't remember what it was tens of thousands probably and immediately after this company a local company just went bust they just went bust now you know you stand back from that and you think that 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 headquarters had only just met me, I'd recommended this company, the company suddenly did, you know, went bust, all this money suddenly disappeared. Those felt like the biggest lemons that had ever been served to me because I thought they're not gonna, they're gonna think I had something to do with this. I felt absolutely horrific. Um, that, was, that, was, that was a low and that, that, you know, really actually, well, I'll come back to that. And then, of course, you know, life went on. We, we sold that house. We bought another property here in Manchester. And then, of course, we made the leap across to Spain, where we now live uh, um, in the mountains in Malaga. And we're renovating an old farmhouse there. We're going to turn that's turned, you know, into a retreat, which we're which we're working on still now. You can come and visit us there. It's um, and that has, you know, Ironically, now we do actually grow lemons, uh, but, you know, and then, of course, we had my mum passing away, you know, and as I covered in the last episode, my mum passed away, you know, in the middle of the pandemic on her own in, in the hospital. And that felt like the worst lemons you can possibly imagine. And in fact, the lemons were even more sour because all I could think at the time is nobody else goes through this. Nobody else goes through losing a family member without knowing it because I didn't know at the time you know I knew she was in hospital but I didn't know when it happened I found out after um I didn't you know I hadn't seen her for um a year nobody had been able to see her she was self-isolating I didn't get to see her after she passed and I didn't get to be there when she was cremated because I wasn't allowed to because of the pandemic um, and those felt like the worst lemons in the world. And sometimes they still do. But the thing that, that I've come to terms with now and that I'm realising is that, you know, and I mean, this is drawing parallels and stuff, but in a basic level, it's, it's, it's what I'm getting across here. It's that lemons, ne- lem- lemons, lemons never actually existed. Lemons were created by man. So the orange, for example, you know, you can trace the origins of the orange right back through, you know, thousands and thousands of years. The lemon is a hybrid that man created. Man manipulated different types of citrus over a long time to create the lemon. We make our own lemons and then, you know, as I've gone through all of the processes I've gone through and the, the changes that I have over my life, I go back over it now and I think all of these things that happened to me, I wouldn't be me. You know, I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be the person I am now if I had had a father when I was a young child. If I had had, you know, that second parent that, that made regular payments, that, that, was, that taught me the moral aspects of what a parent does, that, that did all of those things, that showed me love, 
I wouldn't be who I am now if my mother hadn't been exactly who she was. And I wouldn't be who I am now if through being a teacher I hadn't had the bullying from leadership, the homophobia from parents and staff. You know, the, 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 the fact that progression for me was twice if not, twice if not more harder, purely because of who I was. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be who I am now if I hadn't left teaching in 2015 and gone through that process of learning how to set a company up through Companies House and learn about tax. Oh my fucking God. And all of those things. And then, and, and then go through those peaks and those troughs of running your own company and the fear in other people's eyes when you tell them that that's what you do. And I wouldn't be who I am now if mum hadn't gone the way she had. And, you know, I'm thankful now for that because my mother had COPD, which is a chronic lung condition, which means that she couldn't really breathe anymore. And the end for my mum was going to be messy and horrible because that's how it is with COPD. It's, 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 it's nasty. And the way she went, she just exited and she missed all of that. And it was exceptionally hurtful and it was, and you know, something that, you know, most people might never get over. But now I think how wonderful that, that she didn't go through all of that. And I think this is the thing about life, you know, life doesn't give you lemons. You make the lemons. You see what's in front of you and you interpret it in a certain way. And it's down to you, it really, really is, to find a different way to interpret it. Be your own devil's advocate. When things really hit the fan and you just think, fuck this, I'm going to get drunk. Well, you know, you know, first we cry, then we fight. That's fine. But be your own devil's advocate. How can you approach this differently? Because there is a different approach. Because how you feel is only how you feel. That doesn't make it right it doesn't make it a fact that's just you in this minute and things that are happening today you know different things will happen tomorrow anyway that's just i hope that helps you a little bit and i hope that i get to return to somewhere that has a proper mic in it at some points <laughs> life's a bit upside down at the moment but it was lovely talking to you take care and i'll speak to you soon bye Thank you.